bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Caleb took back that which belonged to him. The land was promised to him as an inheritance. They wandered and went round, and it's now 45 years since the first promise was made. That the wonder was not because Caleb disobeyed God, it's because the rest of the people disobeyed God. But Caleb was part of the nation, so he inherited the problems of the nation. And now the time has come, he's ready, and he goes in to possess the land. But remember he said, when he went first to see the land, there were Anakim there. The Anakim were, were, is, is a phrase that describes giants, people who were of tall stature. Goliath was just one Anak. But there were many. He had brothers, sisters, cousins. Even his, his sisters were big. If, if you married a Goliath sister, you were liable to have domestic violence visited on you. <laughs> so the place was full of giants. But Caleb says, I'm still ready. There are four things I want to walk you through on how he took back his inheritance. If you're going to take back your inheritance, number one, know your inheritance. If you don't know it, you can't have it. And this is how Caleb put it. He said, you know the word of the Lord. You know the word of the Lord which he spoke. In other words, Caleb was aware that the land had been promised to him. He was aware of it. You can't have something you don't know you have. You can't possess it until you are aware of it. Like the woman in the illustration I gave, she couldn't possess her inheritance because of ignorance. Know your inheritance. How do you do that? Three things. Number one, ask God to open your mind to divine revelations. There is so much in the word of God that sometimes you read them and take them for granted. The word of God must be become a divine revelation it must become real it must become a part of your life your eyes must be open as Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened the problem is not your spirit the problem is your mind the human mind finds some things too good to believe so when you read in the Bible and you read the phrase that says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Sometimes you say, well, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, yeah, it's there. But, you know, the reality is we are in Ghana. But my God shall supply all your need. Uh, but the reality is we have power uh, rationing and, and, and we have energy crisis in Ghana. But my God shall supply all your need. But, but the reality is, you know, there are challenges in the job market and, and there's no opportunity and nobody's giving me a chance. But my God shall supply all your need. 
But you know, pastor, you know, I've been there before. You don't understand what I'm talking about. The people don't like me. They are not giving me opportunity. And when I try, it doesn't work. But my God shall supply all your need. When are you going to stop making excuses and just say, Lord, open my mind to receive what you are telling me? Because your mind is conditioned by the things you see, by the things you hear. All of us have that problem. I'm not an exception. But we have to constantly speak to the Holy Spirit to illumine our minds. So that what God says does not just remain on the pages of the Bible. It jumps into our understanding. We should be able to comprehend, to understand, to fully understand the dynamics of what God is telling us. So know your inheritance. Ask God to open your mind to divine revelation. Secondly, learn about your spiritual blessings in Christ. What do you have in Christ? What are the blessings? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We are blessed, not as if we are going to be blessed. We are blessed with it. He became poor that we may be rich. The son of man had nowhere to lay his head. So you will have a place to lay your head. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. That's your blessing. That's your inheritance. You shall walk upon serpents and scorpions. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You shall drink deadly things. And it will not harm you. It's, it's there. It's your inheritance. So don't sit down and let somebody threaten you that they will juju you or tukwe you and then you start running helter-skelter. Learn about your spiritual inheritance and blessings in Christ. Constantly keep God's word and promises in your mind. For 40, 45 years, Joshua never forgot the promise. It had not manifested. It was not real. They were walking in circles. People were complaining. Everybody was dying around him. His friends were dying because of that generation 45 years ago who were adults, only him and Joshua survived. Can you imagine a man who lives life and everybody he grew up with is dying? People are dying all over him. People are dying all over his best friends are dying. His cousins are dying. His uncles are dying. Everybody is dying. He can easily give up and say, well, you know, I don't think God really meant what he said. I think he meant that my children's children will come and take the land. But God said, you will. And so he, he was fully aware that God's word was true. And he kept it in his mind for 45 years. Some of you heard a word on Tuesday. You've already thrown it away. You heard, there's going to be a 24-hour miracle. You counted. One hour, two hours, three hours. You have a big clock in front of you. Four hours, five hours, six, seven, eight. 24 hours, nothing. Ah, this whole thing is rubbish. After 24 hours, you've forgotten. You don't know that when the 24 hours st stops, another 24 hours is starting. 
It's another 24 hours. You don't give up. You hold on to the Lord. You say, Lord, it shall be a quick work and I expect it to be a quick work. Within a time frame, a short time frame of 24 hours, something unique is going to happen in my life and I'm constantly on the alert for it. For, Je- for, for this gentleman, for Caleb, for 45 years, he was expecting every day to enter his promised land. Every day, every day, every day, every day. He will rise up in the morning, he says, maybe this will be the day, it's not the day. He, and he did it for 45 years and he never lost faith. But he caught, he got the word of God in his mind. Don't allow next week and next two weeks and anything you hear from today to take the faith that was planted in your heart during this week out of you you have to hold on to the word of God I believe everything that was prophesied here is going to happen and it will happen in my lifetime and my eyes shall see it and my hands shall touch it and my bosom shall embrace it it's going to happen so know your inheritance Secondly, grow and mature. Joshua, Caleb was given a promise. He had to grow to inherit it. Sometimes some promises of God are delayed not because God doesn't want to give you the thing, but simply because if he gives it to you now, you will mismanage it. What would you do with a billion dollars? I mean... Bishop Bismarck was talking about all that money of David and uh, 120 something billion dollars just in silver and gold minus stone and brass and the rest. I looked at it and I said, God, I don't need that much. If, if I get 1 billion, 128 billion, I think my head will spin. I think something will happen to me that is not good. I mean, I mean you, 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 you start from Tanzania to become a hundred billionaire in 24 hours. You'll be walking around in time. Is it mine? Is it mine? Oh God, is it my money? Hey, this money, is it mine? You, you go crazy. You go crazy. You can't take it. So when he was calculating it, I said, well, go ahead, calculate it. <laughs> I can't handle that. I can handle maybe one tenth of that. That's about 12 billion. That I can handle. If you give me 12 billion, I will do something good with it. So sometimes the blessing is there, but you need to mature and grow. What do you do whilst you are matured and growing? You put away all sinful and childish habits. Some of the habits we develop cannot handle the wealth and the opportunities and the resources God wants to put in our hands. Secondly, let time and age teach and refine your skills. I like how Keller puts it. He says, I am as strong then. But what he failed to add is not just that he's as strong, but he has better battle skills and better battle strategy at 85 than at 40 because he has fought so many battles he knows how to fight and he knows how to win he has refined his skill when you are waiting don't waste time mature refine yourself train yourself go to school learn new skills learn new abilities because God is going to use all of them remember what Bishop Tudor said he said 
your dominant gift will open a door for you but it's your minor gift that will keep what you get your minor gift may be administration management and he cited the example of Mike Tyson made of a half a billion dollars in just about four, four or five years and now he's bankrupt I don't know about you if I get half a billion dollars there's no way under the sun moon and stars that I will ever see poverty no way my children won't see poverty even if they want to be poor they can't be poor even if my children mismanage they can't be poor because I will insulate them against poverty my grandchildren even if they struggle they say we want to be poor we want to be poor they won't be poor I will guarantee their prosperity you manage the wealth you build trust funds you make sure that the money is properly laid out and well endowed and well managed and they will never be poor never and he has it in five years and he's poor no skills thirdly maintain a fervent spirit as you wait on the Lord he says my strength is the same he was still fervent he was still passionate he was still vibrant the third thing you need to do in order to possess your possession is to discern your season of opportunity you wait for a time that time is going to bring you opportunity and what do you do in your season of opportunity understand the divine purposes behind your experiences this is how Caleb puts it he says it is for this reason that God has kept me alive these 45 years in other words I'm not just alive just to take up space on earth but God was preparing me for this time and that's why everybody died around me but he kept me alive your experiences are not isolated from God's purposes you have to see the hand of God in your experiences when the time comes boldly claim your divine portion he goes to Joshua he doesn't miss words he goes and says I'm ready this is what God says I'm ready now give it to me give me this mountain he didn't say please say I beg your pardon can you kindly uh, give me uh, your faithful servant a little piece of the land that God promised me no 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 he was bold he was confident he was assertive don't allow your fears and limitations to intimidate you when your season of opportunity comes you always have some limitation you always have something that will try to intimidate you but don't allow it finally number four when your season comes and you go into battle trust God for victory trust God for victory be aware of God's presence with you always Caleb says and if the Lord is with me then these giants will not be a problem the presence of God guarantees success in all that we do and don't ever live without that consciousness that God is with you wherever you are go be aware of God's presence with you go into battle with the release and blessing of your spiritual leader this is very important the Bible says and Joshua blessed Caleb remember Joshua and Caleb probably were about the same age they had done the same thing they both went to see the land they were both 
uh, faithful to God. They both obeyed God and they, they both inherited a promise from God. But at that point in time, Joshua was the leader. And Caleb was ready to let his friend, whom he knew, whom he had been faithful with, to bless him and release him. There are some, some enemies you face in life. You need spiritual authority to, to undergird you, to stand with you, to agree with you, to break those yokes. Because sometimes you go into some of these battles, you are going to face demons that are, they are very ancient demons. They are not young demons. It's not as if they just came out. They are ancient. They've been there for a very long time. And they've, they've dealt with so many people. And sometimes you need far more than what you have in order to take so, some of those big victories. And in Joshua's case, he needed a little bit of the prayer of agreement and the blessing of spiritual leadership. And he got it from Joshua. Finally, trust God for victory. Face the enemy with the full assurance of God's victory. If you go into the battle, trusting God to give you victory, then never doubt that he will give you victory. Never doubt it. We are ending the seventh month of the year 2007. We have about five more months for the end of the month of the year. In these five months, you have many, I don't know how many days you have, but it's quite a few dates, at least 150 or more days ahead of you. Within those 150 days, you have 24 hours in each day, and you have 60 minutes, and you have 60 seconds. God doesn't even need one day. He doesn't need one hour. He doesn't even need one minute. He doesn't even need one second. He needs what the Bible calls the twinkling of an eye. It's less than a second. In other words, when God wants to turn your captivity around, he doesn't need time to do it. He can do it instantly in a moment in time, within these next five months of your life, every moment is a moment of opportunity. Every moment is a moment of fulfillment. Things you have struggled with for seven months will begin to happen very speedily in the next few months. Things you have struggled with for the last 50 years, they will become easy in the last five months. Because when God's time comes, your possession of your inheritance doesn't take long. It took Moses 40 years to get the children of Israel from the edge of Egypt to the edge of the promised land. 40 years. It took Joshua three days to move them to possess the land. Three days and 40 years. Three days is far shorter than 40 years. I'm just here to tell you what will naturally take you 40 years to accomplish. You will accomplish it in three days. Because God will bring the right people your way. He'll bring the right resources your way. He'll open the right doors. He will give you favor in the right places. When you knock, it shall be open. 
those who rise up against you God will scatter them there are some battles you don't need to fight because God will fight for you before you get there you will enter the place and find that those who stood against you are not there any longer because God will set ambushments against your enemies they will fight against one another and they will dismiss one another and it will be your time and your portion if your promotion has delayed get ready it's coming because in this season of elevation you will not finish the year until you have been elevated that is the promise of God you will not finish the year until you have been elevated your elevation shall not delay it will not tarry it will surely come to pass this is your time this is your season this is your moment you will not be sidelined you will not be sidetracked you will not be held back you will not be forgotten God will remember you God will bring your case to his focus and God will cause your case to arrest his attention and he will do for you that which no man can do for you the power of God the spirit of God the ability of God the favor of God will accomplish a quick work in your life in the name of Jesus as Joshua blessed Caleb when he was going into battle I bless you also that as you go to face your giants they will fall before you I bless you also as you go to face your mountains they will bow before you I bless you also that as you enter the battle you will win every battle you will win the war you will win the war you will win the war you will be victorious in the name of Jesus may your enemy who rise up against you today fall before you bow before you submit before you in the name of Jesus and somebody said amen, amen. hallelujah thank you for listening to living word to interact with pastor Mensah Otebil like his page on Facebook Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 302 688 000.